Welcome, my friends, to my last episode of Supernaturally Dangerous. Today, I will be closing off this series by talking about the spirit of Absalom. This spirit is quite charming and cunning at the same time. With its flattery and deceit, pulls many astray. If you remember anything about this spirit, this spirit is disloyal and wants you to be. Absalom came against his own father and wanted his kingdom. Some people are emotionally attached to an Absalom spirit through relationships. See, Absalom is nice, popular, and everyone seems to love him. Everyone loved Absalom, even King David. But you, when you deal with an Absalom spirit, it might appear as you're being unloving. When you confront an Absalom spirit, oh, they don't love me. Oh, they're against me. And it appears as though the pastor and the leaders are paranoid of the spirit and only at, only going after the person. See, this spirit targets those who are loyal and have the trust of the pastor and its leaders. In these last days, we need to be awake and wise not to let the spirit influence or attach itself to us in any shape or form. So let's get started. The last episode of Supernaturally Dangerous, The Church Destroyer. The Absalom spirit. Absalom was a smooth operator, eagle stroker, that stole the hearts of God's people. See, there are many spirits in the world, and all of them are out to get us. <laughs> and Absalom is one of those spirits. Absalom was disloyal. It's an undermining demon. And this demon wants to muddy the streams that flow into our churches. Absalom sat in the gate and knew the entrance to the church and made statements like this. If I were the pastor of the church, or if I was the pastor's wife, I would do it this way. I wouldn't do it the way they're doing it. I think the pastor's a little too rough with the people. See, when a person gets corrected by leadership, this spirit comes along behind them to lick the wounds. They are the people 
that will take you out to dinner and sweet talk you and flatter you with admiration. And with this, they will ensnare you over to their side. They like to meet with people in secret places, like back rooms. They'll take you to their secret meetings and say stuff like, they shouldn't be treating you this way. You know what? I wouldn't have did it that way. I understand you. I understand why you're acting this way. You don't deserve this. And then these spirits bring chaos and confusion to the church, all under the pretense of caring. And its utterly aim is to destroy the church or even split it up. So many well-intended people have gotten sucked into its deception. From someone that they think is caring and really is concerned for them. But instead, this spirit ends up, ends up destroying the church or even splitting it up. All it wants to do is dethrone and conquer those that God has placed as leaders. See, they take you out in the back where nobody sees in the dark. And they say, what's wrong? How come the pastor's treating me this way? And by the way, what does he do with all that money? Hmm, I wouldn't trust him. If I were him, I would handle it this way. All this is done with, it, with their charm. Charm is power of pleasing and attracting through personality or beauty. Charm of manner. The charm is a trait or a feature imparting this power of attraction. Proverbs 26, verses 24 to 25. He who hates disguises it with his lips, but he lays up deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Romans 16, 18 says, For such men are slaves, not of the Lord Jesus Christ, but of their own appetites. And by their smooth and flattery speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. 1 Corinthians eleven thirteen to 15 For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves 
as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. The word of God says it all. Plain, simple. Why can't we see it? Because we don't want to. Ephesians 4, 14. As a result, we no longer to be children tossed here and there by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Ephesians 5, 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God cometh upon the sons of disobedience. Colossians 2.4 I say this, that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. Delude, it means mislead you. The name of Absalom always echoes disobedience, pride, hypocrisy, self-promotion, and rebellion. Absalom was a very handsome man, the Bible says, from head to toe. 1 Samuel 14.25 Now in all Israel, there was no one to be praised so much for his beauty as Absalom. From the soles of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. He was a person that had twisted thinking. He was full of hidden agendas and treacheries and deceit. And some of you listening are friends with this spirit in one way or another. Or perhaps you've come in agreement with this spirit. And this spirit has a way of using other people to accomplish its purposes. If you don't get hip to this spirit, it, you will have serious consequences upon your life and upon your family's life. This spirit, once again, I'm going to mention this, seeks the leaders of the church and seeks to rule by self-promotion, and will do it at any cost. Absalom came against his father. Many come against their spiritual father, the one that helped them, the one that was there when they were crying and hurting, the one that ran to the hospital to see if he could help. Those are the ones that Absalom comes against and wants to bring down. See, the ones that are vulnerable to Absalom, to the spirit of Absalom, are those that are frustrated with what's going on in their life. They don't like the position that they're in. They think they deserve a higher position because of their achievements. Absalom felt like this. So he built a monument. To himself. 
I got this from Dr. David Williams. Here are some indicators of an Absalom spirit. Number one, it has big dreams but blames others for blocking those dreams. Number two, they feel their perceived level of wisdom is being ignored or their super gifts are not being put to use. Number three, they have false criteria. Absalom had many ways of judging everything by his own, by his own understanding. By his own judgment. Number four, a modern Absalom gets offended at leadership, then secretly arranges the subtle execution of that leader's reputation, achievements, or integrity. Number five, an Absalom spirit typically harbors bitterness, unresolved offenses, disappointments, and anger. Number six, an Absalom spirit thrives on hidden agendas, conceals strategies, and secret alliances. Number seven, Absalom is a master of manipulation and flattery. Eight, Absalom feeds his followers with this fault-finding and critical spirit. Nine, an Absalom spirit exhibits false humility, yet proudly believes he is wiser and better than the appointed leaders. You'll find that in 2 Samuel 15, 5. In order for us to beat down this demonic demon, we have to have the full armor of God, and that's our problem. Like I've said in other teachings that I've given you, that we don't walk in the full armor of God. Especially in these last days, don't you dare walk without the armor of God. We need to be fully armored in order to withstand the wiles of the enemy. The armor of God, Ephesians 6. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his, and in his mighty power. That's in starting verse 10, now verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able, so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that, 
so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, verse 15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Okay, now I'm going to go over this. But right here it says in verse 18, and pray in the spirit. All kinds of prayers and requests. Alert always and keeping and praying. Huh. There's your answer right there. A lot of us aren't praying. You can't live on three days ago prayer. Every day the enemy is watching and lurking. Seeking who he may mess up. And if you're not prayed up, if you're not read up, meaning read up in the Word of God, reading the Word of God, not only reading it, but applying it, then you're going to get tossed everywhere with lies and deception and let me give you a little uh red flag if you're against your pastors and you're gossiping about them or you're disloyal to them or you haven't even talked to them in a way where you can be um reachable connected then that's a red flag that something's going on well you don't know them you know like they're unreachable they're untouchable it's a lie. So how do we withstand? One, we can't fight this spirit on our own strength, but only through his mighty power. How can you fight this spirit when you're powerless? Number two, without God's armor, we will not withstand these attacks. Number three, you must recognize that your battle is not with other people, but with spirits that are working behind the scenes with their schemes. We just read it. And they come from the pit of hell and a dark world that is out to destroy you and I. Four. If you're struggling, oh, I'm struggling. Oh, I just can't get it together. Oh, I'm struggling to go to church. I'm struggling to get it right. I'm struggling to believe. It is because, it is not because of so-and-so. It's not because of your friends or your family that, you, that you're struggling. It is a demonic spirit. 
Yes, mind you, people tell us things and act a certain way. But what, how we react is what is the nitty-gritty of it all. Five, you must know that these enemies come from high places in the heavenly realm. Number six, without God's armor, we are dead meat. Number seven, stand your ground with Jesus Christ. Number eight, stand firm. Number nine, buckle up with God's word and God's truth around your waist. Number 10, let righteousness prevail in your life. If somebody's talking negative or fault finding or secretly uh, undermining you, that is not righteousness. And you believe it and you repeat it or you go around believing it and causing other people to believe it too, that is not righteousness. Let righteousness prevail in your life. Number 11, seek peace from God, fitted and ready to use against the enemy. God has perfect peace for you in any situation that you're in, but you have to S-E-E-K. You have to seek. It's not a fast, fast food drive-in. Drive up, you know, and you're going to get peace. You have to seek after peace. Number 12, let faith be your friend and believe God rather than let the fiery darts of the enemy torment your mind with confusion from a devilish spirit. Let faith be your friend. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 1 through 6, it says that faith, that um, everybody that comes to God must come to God in faith. Otherwise, we cannot please God. You can turn to it yourself. Hebrews 11, verses 1 to 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God, and that he, he is the rewarder for them that seek him. Memorize that scripture. 13. Read and study God's word and use it against the enemy. How important is that? It is very important that we know God's word and that we read God's word and that we apply the word. When Absalom comes around you, you will know because you're in the word. You've got your full armor on. You will be able to, to discern. This is not of God. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I ask that you for that I ask for your forgiveness to any traits or all of the traits of Absalom spirit in my life. 
I renounce jealousy, envy, strife, all evil words inspired by the devil and his demons. I renounce rebellion. I renounce hate. I renounce pride that, that are tearing up my life. I pray against the spirit of Absalom that is being released upon the body of Christ. Give me for spirit, give me spiritual discernment to recognize it and to get rid of it through the blood of the Lamb of God. And Jesus, if I have been influencing others by the Spirit, please deliver me now. Set me free in Jesus' name. If I have been influenced by the Spirit, forgive me. Give me discernment in Jesus' name. Lord, I don't want any part of it. Please, Lord, give me loyalty and humility towards my leaders in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just come before you, Heavenly Father, asking you, Lord God, for every listener, Lord God, that all the episodes that we've listened together, been taught together with them, Father God, that you will just help us, Lord, to apply the Word of God and apply the knowledge you have given us, Lord, to come against every demonic power. Lord, even the spirit of Absalom, God, the deception of Absalom be broken off of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord God, I pray for every single one that's out there. Lord God, that your fire of the Holy Spirit be poured out to them, Lord. Lord God, those that are weary in heart, God, those that are brokenhearted, that you will mend their hearts and, Lord, give them supernatural strength. I pray, God, for that one that is sick in body, Lord, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, healing virtue come upon them even right now, in Jesus' name. Those that need a creative miracle, Father God, that you would just move upon them, Lord God, and give them their miracle, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the grace, Lord, that you've given us to do this series, Father God. And Lord, I pray that you seal it and you close it up, Lord, with your Holy Ghost anointing and power. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for your faithfulness to this series. If you can leave me a message just to know that you enjoyed it or what it did for your life, any testimonies, I would sure like to hear it. 
My goal is to come back in January of 2021 to do a new series with you. But in the meanwhile, I will seek the Lord and have you all in my prayers. Shalom and God bless.